0: Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, successful thought leaders, creators, influence, changing the world. And so today, I'm happy to uh, have Than who is the founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency. He's also the host of uh, the Productivity Show. And today's talk is going to be all about productivity, burnout, stress, time management, life hacks to get more done in less time, more efficient. And so with that, I'm happy to welcome Dan to the show. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really uh, excited to be here today and hopefully help some people become more productive at work
0: yeah i know we're both fellow texans and um and uh so tell us more about your story your background and how you got started
1: sure so i was actually born in a refugee camp Uh, my parents are both vietnamese but they fled the country to escape communism and Mm -hmm. they actually met each other inside of a refugee camp in the philippines so they they were there for three years they met each other there they started dating there they got married inside of a refugee camp and then they had me so when I was uh, six months old, we ended up immigrating to the Netherlands, which is a really small country in Europe. Um, and I grew up in a really small town of like 100,000 people or so, uh, about an hour outside of Amsterdam. And so I grew up there for most of my life and my parents uh, were always working, you know, six, seven days a week. And I didn't really see them that much growing up because they were just away for, for work. And so I had to grow up really fast and, um I was always very inspired by, by their work ethic and their ability to provide for me. And uh, when I was 18, uh, I ended up moving to Los Angeles to go to school there. But then I uh, committed cardinal sin number one of any Asian kid, which is dropping out of school. Hmm. And so as you can imagine, uh, they weren't very happy with that, especially considering how much they sacrificed you know, to give me a better opportunity and Make sure that uh, I'm, I'm taken care of and set up for life. And so I always had this message of, you know, hey, you need to take the traditional path, you know, become a doctor, become an attorney, or a dentist. And uh, I took a different path. And so uh, after dropping out of school, I ended up uh, living through Asia a little bit and I ended up in Eastern Europe for a little bit, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and what my next opportunity was going to be. And so I ended up uh, during this time just starting a website called asianefficiency.com where I was just sharing all the things I was learning from personal development books, seminars that I went to around productivity, goal setting, just being efficient with your time. And it accidentally turned into a business that it is today. So now 13 years later, uh, we're still in business helping people all over the world become more productive at work and in life through online courses, workshops that we do in person, uh, offsite training, and uh, one-on-one coaching as well. So. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be doing something that I'm very passionate about, and uh, luckily my parents are are happy that things uh, fell into place as well.
0: Yeah, there's a popular saying that um, everything works out in the end, um, and uh, you know what's what's interesting is uh, you know looking, but you know the traditional path usually that you know that that would work if you you know like the professionals, uh, but now I think a lot of Gen Z and Gen Alpha millennials they're interested in thought leadership. Um, influencers, you know, a lot of people want to start s- sharing a message, building an audience, sharing with people that really care. Uh, they don't want to, you know, succumb to the um, to the daily, you know, nine to five, you know, kind of work for corporations and governments. So, uh, you know, kudos to you. I think you saw it earlier and um, and your uh, inspiration for people listening to this that are, um, you know, Gen Z, Gen Alpha. So uh, one thing we'll talk about is basically productivity, and you talked about Asian efficiency. One thing is uh, I'm always interested in hacks. So tell us about the three life hacks of highly productive people.
1: Yeah, so over the years when I was working with uh, different clients all over the world from different industries, different backgrounds, different age groups, um, I started to notice that some people were more productive than others. And I was trying to figure out why is that the case? And after working with you know hundreds of clients one-on-one and we've now impacted over 16,000 clients uh, through our programs, I started to notice like there's certain skills that specific people have that set them apart from other people who are uh, more productive than others, the high performers, they're getting stuff done in less last time. And eventually, I actually codified it in this uh, productivity system, what I now call the 25X productivity system. But it breaks down in three different areas, which is time, energy, and attention. So every person that wants to be more productive, they should maximize their time, maximize their energy, and maximize their attention. And so if someone comes to me and says, hey, if there's only three things I could do to become extremely productive, what would those three things be? Well, the first area would be, how do we maximize your time? And old school like outdated time management strategies will say, hey, you have to block off stuff on your calendar, make sure you make appointment with, with yourself, make sure you schedule everything. And there's some value to that, but for na- nowadays, when we do a lot of knowledge work, uh, that cannot always be suitable. So one thing I've discovered is that one of the most effective things you can do is actually planning your week and planning your day. If you can master the skill for how you can make sure you get stuff done, in the daytime and in the evening when you are most energetic and focused, but also how you can schedule uh, activities and focus work during the week, you oftentimes are way more ahead compared to other people who don't plan their day and plan their week whatsoever. So that's the first skill set I would always teach people. And the main thing I would focus on is, and this is something I do personally, is every Sunday, I'll sit down for roughly 30 minutes and I'll plan my upcoming week and then what I tried to do is schedule three blocks of 90 minutes on my calendar to focus on particular tasks or outcomes that I want to make sure I get done that particular week. So for example, last week I said, hey, you know, I wanna make sure my taxes are filed for this year. So I scheduled like 90 minutes on my calendar to make sure that gets done. Another task I had was making sure that this uh, marketing automation campaign was set up and, and done. So I set another task for that. And then the other thing was, hey, I want to plan my upcoming month um, to think about travels I have coming up with family and things I have to do in scheduling. So I set out 90 minutes for that as well to make sure that got done this particular week so me and my family could travel and uh, make sure we have a great trip. And so knowing that the week got started, I knew exactly what I needed to do on what particular days. And so I was a lot more focused and conscious and proactive about the things that needed to be done. Because one thing I always like to say is you don't find time for the things that matter, you make time for the things that matter. Because if you play the game of finding time, then guess what? Emails will come in, people will request meetings with you, and then you never have the time for the things that really make a difference or the things that you want to focus on because you're being reactive to what's being asked of you. So we want to be very proactive. And that's how we can maximize our time. So that's the first life hack. The second one is all about energy. So um, how do we make sure that you have enough energy to do everything that you want to do? Because a lot of people are in situations where they come home from work, they say, hey, I wanna focus on my career. I wanna study for an exam. I wanna get a certification or I wanna work on a passion project or a hobby. But then they come home and then they have no energy anymore to to work (laughs) on the things that they have to do or want to do. right? And that's a very common phenomena. And if you had the energy to do the things you wanted to do, you would get a lot more things done. It's kind of like you can have a beautiful supercar in your garage, but if it has no fuel in it, it will simply not go anywhere, even though it has all this potential to go really far and really fast. Same thing for us. So one of the biggest force multipliers for productivity is sleep. And as you know, sleep is so important for not only our health, but also our energy as well. Like If you slept an extra hour every single day, you would feel so much better about yourself. Your mood would be better. You procrastinate a lot less. You have more energy. And as a result, you become a lot more productive uh, from just having an extra hour of sleep. Because most people that come to me, I find them that they uh, don't sleep enough at all. So There's one thing you can do about energy capacity. Just try to get an extra hour of sleep. And that's going to be very challenging so the, the life hack i would add to that would be to say try to go to bed 5 minutes earlier every single day so for example if you go to bed at midnight right now go to bed at 11:55 today <laughs> and then tomorrow go to bed at 11:50 and then the day after go to bed at 11:45 and you add 5 minutes and within 2 weeks you'll be sleeping an extra hour at night which is going to make such a drastic change in your life because i know when people try to go to bed an hour earlier they just sit there you know the mind is just wandering and they can't fall asleep and they feel like they can't ever get to bed earlier and so try to do it in five minute incrementally you'll start to notice that uh, you'll sleep a lot more over the next week or so and then the third and final life hack is all about attention so how do we make sure we're focusing on the right thing and one of the things that i like to teach is what i called the Daily Target. So I was working with a client and he uh, is a loan officer at a major bank, one of the Fortune 500 companies. And uh, he always worked really hard and his formula for success was just work harder, work longer hours. But then he would come home and then he was tired and then he still felt like he could have done more. Even though objectively, he did a lot of different things. So by his own scorecard, he always felt like he was failing. He wasn't doing enough. When, when you looked at what he actually accomplished on a day-to-day basis, he actually accomplished a lot of different things. Hmm. But because his days are always very different, he never felt like he was as productive as he could be because every day was a little bit different. Some days he would have meetings. Some days he would do a lot of work. Some days he had to commute and travel. And so there's no unified metric to say, hey, if you do this, then you're going to be productive or you're going to have a productive day. And that's something I've discovered from working with a lot of different clients. And so the mechanism I I kind of came up with is what I call a daily target. So before you start your day working, ask yourself this question, how do I know I had a productive day? And if you cannot answer that question, then you cannot have a productive day because your scorecard simply doesn't exist. Right, it's kind of like playing a basketball game with no scoreboard. How do you know when you won the game or when time is over? You don't. <laughs> so you keep playing, you keep going, never knowing when the end is, or trying to run a marathon with no finish line in sight. You simply don't know when the when to end and, and finish, and so you keep going and going and going, never feeling like you're good enough. You did a lot of stuff for that particular day, even though you might have crossed the finish line already. And so before we start working, ask yourself, how do I know I had a productive day? And when you answer that question, whatever the answer to that is, is what I call your daily target. So if you said, hey, if I finished this paper today, then I know I had a productive day. Or if I did five calls today to prospects, then I know I had a productive day. Or if I saw 10 patients today, then I know I had a productive day. And so if you can control what you can set as the outcome, then you can work towards that. And if you achieve that outcome, then, you know, you had a productive day and then you can call the day, feel good about yourself and then move on and never feel like you're, you know, guilty of not doing enough. And so when it comes to attention, making sure that you know what you can accomplish in a particular day and setting a score for yourself and yeah. then going out, achieving that.
0: Interesting. So basically like a cutoff and, um, and, uh, setting a limit and, and because basically you're, um, you're eliminating that uh, amount of your regret or, you know, uh, or guilt and shame, you know, I have to do more and more, um, and basically setting a, a cutoff. Um, I love that. The other question is, uh, which was really fascinating is you, you talk about how to win back five hours a week, You we know, we could always use, um, and I'm curious to see what sort of uh, little micro habits you can do to do that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So when I worked with all these different clients and we were trying to figure out like, how do we have more time freedom in their day and how do, how can we make sure that you have enough time for the things that matter into your life? And we started to figure out, okay, here are like some best practices that you can do to win back time, but here are some things you can do right now to win back multiple hours a week. And so the first thing I always like to do is declutter someone's calendar because I often find... That most people are over-committed to the things that they want to do. And as a result, they're stressed out. They're doing way too many different things. And they then uh, don't get to the things that they truly enjoy or really want to focus on. And so if you have a 30-minute meeting, for example, on your calendar, now that 30 minutes might seem not that big of a deal. However, if it's a meeting that you have on a different part of town, where you have to commute for, let's say, 20 minutes, right? And then you have to commute back for another 20 minutes. That's then an extra 40 minutes that you save on top of the 30 minutes. So that's like over an hour right there, right? And sometimes that meeting can be in-person and maybe that is really important. Or sometimes you can do it on Zoom or do it online as well and save yourself that commute as well. So decluttering your calendar by canceling meetings or not showing up for meetings that you're not required to Oftentimes saves you double the amount of time that's allocated on your calendar. Because even if you have an online meeting, right? But if you don't technically have to be there, you still have to do some prep work. You have to look at, you know, is there a meeting agenda? What are what is being asked of me? Uh, am I responsible for a particular task that needs to be done? Right. Uh, but then also when a meeting is over, you have to do some sort of follow-up. You have to send follow-up emails, follow-up tasks, put them in a project management system, update a CRM. Like there's all these things we have to do. Uh, as something ends to follow up on what what the, whatever the meeting was so you have the before the meeting and then the after meeting part and that in itself can be like 30 minutes sometimes even an hour and so by decluttering uh, an hour on your calendar you sometimes can free up 2 hours right there and so if you free up you know a few meetings like 3 or 4 meetings in a week that can already be 3 4 hours right there if not you know 5 hours Making sure that you uh, declutter your calendar by removing meetings is one of the most efficient ways for uh, freeing up your time. It's kind of like if you wanted to increase your profitability in your company, the fastest way to do that is to cut expenses for things that you don't really use anymore right? because it's Mm -hmm. the fastest way to cut um, and increase your profitability instead of creating a marketing campaign, starting a new product line. like These require a lot more time and energy. When in fact, it could take multiple months to do that versus cutting expenses, you can do that today and your profit would go up immediately, right? So it's the same thing with our calendar. The other thing you can do is most people waste too much time on email. And it sounds crazy, but I only check email once a week and that is an extreme scenario. I would not recommend that for most people, but you can actually cut down on email to 30 minutes a day or at most an hour a day. And the way to do that is check your email twice a day at most. Ideally, no more than two times, but sometimes people have to do it multiple times. But ideally, I recommend twice a day, once in the morning and once before you end your day. And so if you spend 30 minutes processing emails, you can go through a lot of emails knowing that you're only going to dedicate 30 minutes to it. Because the problem most people have now is they keep their email accounts or client open all day. And then when a notification comes in, they click on the notification, you know, reply to the email, and then they try to get back to work, right? But if you get multiple notifications, that's essentially a distraction. Yeah. And plenty of research has shown that anytime we get distracted by something, it takes us anywhere around 20 to 23 minutes to get back into a flow state on working whatever we were working on previously. And so if you're getting distracted all the time, we can't immediately just focus on whatever we were working on, right? Like I had this myself recently where I was working on an Excel document and I was crunching around numbers and then someone called me and I picked up the phone. And then when I hung up a few minutes later, I had to think about, okay, what were the numbers that I was looking for? What was the other you know information i was looking for oh like and it took me like 15 minutes to kind of get back in the zone before i knew what i was going to do next and so imagine that happens like 5 times an hour or even like you know a few times an hour but you multiply that to 6 7 hours in a day when you're working you just lose so much time and so if we can close our email clients and just open it twice a day and then batch process our emails you'll start to notice that in spending th- three four hours a day on email you can get it down to an hour or less ideally 30 minutes and that's how you're going to win back at least five hours a week i love
0: that um it's really time looking at how you view time and um um you know a lot of really you know a lot of things we don't we don't we uh we don't really need to pay attention to and especially these distractions like. You know, it's like you're talking about you're doing something and all of a sudden, you know, these distractions and then you're like, you know, 25 minutes behind. What uh very interesting. And I love this idea of like time, life hacks. Um, tell us uh more about how people can follow you, contact you, follow your podcast, etc.
1: Yeah. Uh so I have a company called Asian Efficiency and the name started out. Sorry off as a joke because I'm Asian and uh, people thought that I was efficient. So I just registered the <laughs> domain name for fun uh, because it was never meant to be a business. Again, it was just a passion project for me to share information. But uh, you can go to asianefficiency.com and there's like over 500 articles around productivity, goal setting, time management and everything. And it's all for free. So yeah. go there. And then I also have a podcast called The Productivity Show. So you can find us on, on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts. And then I have a bunch of programs or workshops you can find on asianefficiency.com. So if you're looking for ways to become more productive and effective, there's probably a program that we have that uh, can help you.
0: Yeah, and for all the listeners out there, um, be sure to check out fans. Um, He's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, as well as his podcast, and um, as well as his website, Asian Efficiency. And thank you so much. This was almost like a masterclass in um, time productivity and, and hacks. You know, there's so much more we could have discussed and thanks so much for coming on to the show thanks for having me i hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible, and without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week.